are or why, you know, and then they too have to um, uh, heal themselves or mend themselves in what's going on. So by the time you, they, um, how would I say this? Except that it's, it's something they're not going on, don't know what it is, then they become distant. Yeah. And then when the person comes back who's committed it, comes back and that's for forgiveness, that person always, um, that person can't change as fast as that person came back. You know what I mean? As soon as that person comes back. Because that's what they expect. I do what I do, I come back, and then I expect you to forgive me and we move on. That doesn't work that way. You know? Exactly. Um, but um, sometimes it takes time. I myself, I don't straddle a fence. I stay on one side until I can't stay there no more. And then mm-hmm. once I hop that fence, it's no going back. You know what I mean? So that's how, you know, some people work. Some people can go back and forth. People constantly do it and they still take them back or whatever. You know, God constantly does. You know, the most high yeah. constantly takes us back and forgives us. And I think I mentioned asset before. How many times for the same thing does he really does he really forgives us for the exact same thing over and over again? Because I also feel once you ask for forgiveness, your heart is turned over back yeah. to that, not into that reprobate state. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you keep going back and forth, you're still in that reprobate state, if I'm using the right word. But yeah, you know, um no, I get it. You're in that reprobate well, state. As far as the, how many times he forgives that's something we will we will never know mm-hmm. but the whole point of learning a lesson is to learn the lesson yeah mm-hmm. okay let's we'll use the cheating for an example okay mm-hmm. you cheat and you ask for forgiveness then you turn right back around months later cheat again and then you ask for forgiveness there's only certain certain chances the most high is going to give you before the most high actually looks at you and goes, you know something, you need to learn a lesson. Yeah. Cause evidently you're not learning the little lessons that I'm giving you. So mm-hmm. again, something major happened. Now that shifts you one or two ways that'll shift you either to, yo, I need to change. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I need to change because I can't handle this. Absolutely. Or, or, we get into that pity party and go, well, I messed up. Ain't no turning back. And you just fall deeper and deeper and deeper in the darkness until the most high puts you in that situation to where you have to go to him. Yes, absolutely. And again, I'm speaking from personal experience. Mm -hmm. I kept Mm -hmm. doing the same crap over and over and over again until it got to the point in the most high kept making things happen to me until I got to the point to where I could not handle it. Mm-hmm. I literally looked in the mirror and said, God, what do you want from me? I can't take this anymore. Yeah. It's more like an addiction. Yeah. Like yeah. Addiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you keep doing it and people keep doing it over and over and that's God for forgiveness. They keep going back and that addiction, you have to, so in in a situation like that if it just if you start committing adultery and you're not having a open dialogue with your partner you've probably been doing this for a long time 
Right, exactly. That's what I think too. Yeah, it's not the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, throughout their whole life, they've probably been doing that. Well, you well, you know what I mean. And now it's just them got to have it, or, or either they're just not happy. Yep. 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 And there was a lack of discernment somewhere in that relationship to start with. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Well, I don't know who caller and user number one is, but shoot, they must they must have agreed with everything we had to say. Oh, who is you on? The, is they on the line? I guess yeah. Alana said there was a third individual, but she didn't know who uh, it was. Oh, so okay. Spoken All right. We don't have a name, so. Can you hear me, Sister Gomez? Think positive. Right. right. Now, I do post some of those, but I like to post a lot of the ones that make you think. Because, see, especially mm-hmm. like on Facebook, people always, when people do you wrong, they always think your post is about them. Really, no, it's my posts are not about anybody. It's just it makes it, it, it makes people think. Right. Yeah. Think about what what's what what's going on in their life, how they mm-hmm. doing in their life. You know what I mean? that's that look yeah. in the mirror there it is there yeah i have to read it like two three times to make sure i know mm-hmm. what it said <laughs> i understand what it said because <laughs> it'll hey, be deep, it'll hey, be hey, deep. Hey, hey trust me i'll be having to read it two or three times before i post it so i can make sure i'm understanding <laughs> and i'll be like oh, okay yeah i, I get i get the yeah. gist of it it's all good uh-huh but thank you. I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. He, he said, be deep. <laughs> Amen. Um, well, I hope this question was deep. Um, mm-hmm. Our heart is deceitful. City Life read that. But the seventh commandment tells us that we should not be committing adultery. Because we have this deceitful heart, we're going to do some things that we shouldn't be doing because our heart lies to us constantly. Your heart lying to you right now. Your heart telling you to do some things that you shouldn't be thinking about or trying to do right now. But the question was, if a man or a woman commits adultery, how does he or she win back the heart of her husband or wife? I would love to be able to answer that. We can't. And I say that I say that because as humans, again, you said our heart lies. And I agree with that 100 percent. It does. So when you try and I and I say this out of personal experience. When you try to fix it yourself, it will not work. Period. I don't care what you do. It will not work. The only way it's going to work if both parties are willing to hand it over to the most high and allow the most high to fix it. If, 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 if that's not the one that's fixing it, it will never be fixed. Man, I like that. That's good. Anybody else? I mean, on the flip side, for me, I'd be out of there. <laughs> um, I think that the mind is the key to the heart. So there must have been something on your mind that lingered that promoted your behaviors before you had an opportunity to come and address what made you want to go out the door and and do that. Um, 
and to me, uh, that that's a difficult thing to return from when someone has uh, stomped on your feelings in that way. It's it, it to me, it's crumbling. And so, I believe that people, you know, at all times have the ability to be loyal and committed as long as they communicate and. The other thing is, is if you're walking out of the door to cheat, then, you you know, something made us grow apart. And that's what Helen and I were talking about in our in our uh, breakout room is that something had to have made us grow apart that wasn't being communicated. And, you know, when when one person outgrows the other, uh, that can become a challenging relationship and or marriage anyway. And, and until you can address what's making you separate in that regard to keep you together. And I think that discussion should be had before you decide to go out and, and cheat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. That's fair. That's fair. Sister Pat. I agree with her. Because everything starts in the mind. And then communication to me is the ultimate in any relationship. And as we also I discussed in our little chat group that um I had an amazing husband. He tr- and trust is the main thing too. We was married twelve some years. He never cashed a paycheck. He would always come to me for this and that. And in all of that, he still cheated. So I'm I'm like I don't have no answer to nothing. But the re- the way to recon to get it back going, I'm like I'm I'm like brother Addis. It, it just can't be because you done broke that commandment. You done broke that. You don't trust. If you if you go to the store, you follow him, stalk him. Because once you break that main thing, till death do us part. You know, you two are one, and you leave your mother and all what they say about marriage. God, God, this is His institute. He created that. He gave the man. He said it's not good for him to be alone. So he placed that woman there. Once that, I think, once that vow has been broken. Your heart has been broken or whatever around that only God can come back in and heal a broken heart. And it's still, you still, you, you still squeamish. Where he going? Where he at? What do you smell like? It's difficult. I'm with that. It's on that one. It's difficult. It, it's hard to win back a broken heart, but all things, God is, God can do all, but all things is possible with God. Amen. That made any, you know. It did. That made sense. That made sense. That made sense. I know some people have like extraordinary, like I don't know, like it's two marriages, like right now, like with uh, Pastor Gray and all his cheating, and uh, Nina Long and her husband. Like she said that we don't work it out. And it's just like, that's extraordinary faith, willing to work at it. I mean, when your marriage is publicized and you live in the public eye like that, like, can you imagine what people are saying about her? Like, oh, she's too pretty to, she's like America's sweetheart. That's Nina Long. And, you know, so... It's just amazing, you know?
I'm up there. Did y'all hear me? Yeah, I heard you, sis. Oh, okay. I guess we're in a breakout room again, huh? I guess. No, he lost uh -oh. connection. No, we're not. No, we're, no, we're listening. Oh. Oh, okay. We listen. No, you listen. Um, so when you're in the public eye like that, to really want to stick it out and make your marriage work, and you can't say it's because of money, because Nina Long got money, um, Pastor Gray's wife has money, and they, like, we married, we're going to work it out, we got kids, and it's like, it's amazing that they can do that. Not everybody can do that. That's true. Or bounce back from that. Amen. I agree. I agree with that. So, okay, now we about now let's tie this in to the commandment. The seventh commandment is not to commit adultery. That's what it is. That's the seventh commandment. Now, when we think of adultery, we think of what John Gray is doing and what Nita Long is going through. But the Bible talks about our relationship with God as a marriage. Do you recognize that? Amen. Our relationship Amen. with God is a marriage. It's Amen. all through. It's 2 Corinthians 11, 2 and 3, Ephesians 5 and 32, Revelations 21 and 9. That's why I had Alana put, put it in the chat so you could read those scriptures because the Bible talks about our relationship with God as a marriage. You and I are in a relationship with God. And there are many ways to spend time with God and our relationship parallels and exceeds the one between a husband and wife. So you see, Amen. the moment you become born again, you have entered into a relationship with God. Yes. Okay. The moment you become born again, the moment you have surrendered, the moment you baptize me, that moment, now you no longer <laughs> are in a relationship with the world. You have said, I'm a relationship with God. See? And so when Moses delivered the Ten Commandments to the Israelites in Exodus 20. Uh, two through three, the first commandment was what? You shall have no other gods before me. That's why that was the first commandment, because he's telling you, me and you are in a relationship. We're in a marriage. You don't put nobody in front of me. The same thing you told your man when you first moved in. I don't want no other Jesus. heifer in this house. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Okay, let's keep on. So when God mm -hmm. says, you shall have no other gods before me, what he's also saying is, don't cheat on me. <laughs> yes. That's what the seventh commandment is. He says, he said, why y'all cheating on me? Have no other gods before me. Don't place anything in front of me. The vow to remain, that, that vow is to remain faithful to God. See, God is a faithful lover who demands faithfulness, and God is a possessive lover who does not want to share you with anybody or anything else. They getting quiet. I say it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> No, God don't want to share you with nobody. Just like you don't want to share your man, just like you don't want to share your wife, God don't want to share you. 
He don't Please want God. to share you. You are in a, I don't know if you realize that tonight, but when you get off here, you're going to realize that you not, not only don't look at you just in a relationship with God, you in a marriage with God. Okay. That should let you know how serious this thing is. Because anybody can be in a relationship. You know, that people don't take relationships seriously. But when you walk down that aisle, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother form of commitment. Right. Okay. So God, the Bible says, now, now do you recognize why God is a jealous God? Yes. That's why. That's why he jealous. He ain't jealous just because he insecure. He jealous because he said, you, you, you my bride. Right. We made a, we made a, a vow to one another. When you came and said, God, I give my life over to you. You, you said, he said, you made a vow with me. This ain't just no normal relationship. God said, this ain't no booty call. We, we, we no, no, me and you, and we in something committed. Now, see, that puts a real big spin on things because with God, our God is a forgiving God. And so, you know, there's we're not perfect. So we have different things that we struggle with to hold our relationship with God. Not to say that any of us on this phone call is currently dealing with that, but we have. It's not like we've been perfect. And God has accepted us back every time, taking us back into the position where we can maintain our faith and and deliver upon what we should to be able to be on track with him and now you know it makes me look at the marriage adultery situation a little bit more differently uh I don't know who that was speaking earlier about Nia Long's situation but I guess that would explain why she forgave her husband in a sense but uh that would be hard to do if you didn't address what led that person to to cheating in the first place just like amen we have to address what it is that's preventing us to be as close to god as what we amen. should amen there you go city life you get it sister pat remember the story y'all remember the story of of, of jose and gomer jose well, well he was a a, a a nice man gomer was a a prostitute she was a whole mm -hmm. and god said i want you to go out there and i want you to marry her so he went out there and married gomer the prostitute the hoe whatever you want to call her now when they got married guess what not not even for 40 a, a few hours guess what she went she went back to the corner guess what he went he went back out there to get her and brought her home again mm -hmm. and when he brought mm -hmm. her home again guess where she went again she went back like out there to the corner mm -hmm. and guess what he did he went right back to get her and then when he brought her back again guess what she she did she went right back to the corner but guess what he did he went right back to get her so what god is saying is look here he's saying every time i bring y'all back home y'all always go back out to that same pimp i delivered you from but i always show you grace and bring you back again and so that's what god is saying that's why this commandment is don't commit adultery he like city life said he said he i know you're gonna commit adultery but i'm gonna keep coming back out there to get you Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, oh, we all we all hoeing around with God with something. Your job, your money. <laughs> we all got something in front of God. We all got something we placed in front of Him. That's committing adultery. 
See? Come on. Amen. That's committing adultery. We all, yes. I, I think I did a sermon like that. We all horn around with God with something. We are. We all got we all got something in the bed that should that we didn't put in front of God. Come on. Okay, you may roll over and it might not be there, but it's you got something you put in front of him. Come your on. children, yeah. your marriage. Yeah. You put something in front of God, and they and, and 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 that is committing adultery, your career. But guess what? He said, I, I'm I'm gonna keep going out there to get you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So again, when anything other than God sits at the apex of your desires, values, worth, and identity, well, we are cheating on God and destruction is certain. You place a weight on something other only God can adultery was one of the most commented upon in the whole Decalogue. Adultery was quickly expanded by Protestant quickly authors expand. to include all forms of so, uncleanness in thought. Which commandment is fornication? According to uh, that, I can't. I, 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 off the top of my head, I gotta, I gotta get. It. I know it. But first, let's 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 take the no, concept no. of of God being a jealous God. Okay, so this is not sinful jealousy, but rather this is righteous jealousy that desires faithfulness from a spouse. If God cared not for His people, then He would not be jealous. Think about that. True. If he didn't care for you, he wouldn't be mm -hmm. mad that you sleeping with Ron. Mm -hmm. God values an intimate relationship with us. Think about that for a moment. But God, the creator of all things, is deeply grieved when we pursue other lovers. True love is rightfully jealous. He loves his people so much, he wants them totally to himself. Think about that. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that created the heavens and earth, the God that rose Jesus from the dead, he loves you so much in spite of your ratchet trifling, dirty, stinky ways. He wants you and all of you. Your family don't even want all of you. Some of your kids don't want to be bothered with you. Some of your parents don't want nothing with you. But God, the King of Kings, want everything to do with you. And he don't want to share you with nobody else. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Everybody should be saying amen because God still wanted you when you were sliding down the pole, when you was in that crack house, when you was drunk, when you was getting tricked and pimped out on the corner. He know all of that about you, and yet he still wants you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, y'all said earlier it would be hard to get back into a relationship with somebody who's cheated on you. Yes, it's hard for you because you ain't God. Mm. But see, God can set aside all our dirtiness, all our nastiness, all our ratchet and trifling, and still open up his arms. Jamal, come back. See? Oh, oh yeah, it's hard for us. But there's absolutely no middle ground. You can't serve two gods anymore than you could be content with a spouse pushing another lover. Men, how would you feel if uh, men, we the most insecure people in the world. We don't want our woman even talking to nobody else, hugging nobody else, winking Come at on. nobody else. We don't even want, <laughs> don't even bring up your ex. Ooh, Johnny used to rub me like this. I don't want to hear that. Johnny ain't here. It's me. <laughs> Come on. 
my beautiful ladies. You don't want you don't want your man talking about ooh, Ashley food tastes way better. You gonna tell him, well, cook your own damn okay. <laughs> See? Amen. So if you if that affect if that irritates you, imagine how that irritates God when we're doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. So adultery. We know adultery is the great is a great enemy of, of marriage. Why? Because marriage is a relationship where we promise and make vows to one another. When a man and a woman marry, they become one flesh. See, and that's why the Bible says greater is he that is in me. You have become one with God because you have made a vow to surrender your life over to him. Amen. Mm-hmm. Simple. Simple as that. See, and when one of the patterns of one of the partners, excuse me, joins with a person outside of that marriage contract, they have broken that bond and have joined with another. Adultery says to the innocent spouse, you aren't good enough for me. That's what we're telling God right now. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. When you cheat, that's what you say. You're not good enough for me. Because if that person or if God is good enough, you don't look for nothing better. Amen. Because I got everything I need right where I'm at. Amen. Mm. That's what you're saying. That's what you're telling God. That's what you're telling your husband or your wife. When I go look for something else, you ain't good enough for me. I need something better. Mm. See, adultery destroys trust. The innocent spouse will have a hard time ever trusting that spouse again. Our marriage with God is no different. God will not stand for other lovers because our marriage relationship with him is exclusive. Yes, it's exclusive. That's why I'm telling y'all as children of God, and we can't, we can't speak on the other church, royalty ministries, your relationship, it shouldn't be nothing with me. You should have a relationship with God on your own, an exclusive relationship with God. Forget what Jamal talking about. What does your God tell you? Right. See, you and God should be able to talk about everything, anything. Oh, yeah. It's exclusive. See? The world is God's enemy, and God takes great offense when anyone calls himself a believer and aligns himself with a system that is in complete opposition of God. How can you say you love God, but you live in the way of the world, and the world is an enemy of God? That's a hypocrite, and delusional. God will not tolerate rivals. That's why the Bible says those who love, those who have a love affair, Hello? Right. Minister, Minister, you're on mute. doing they not doing nothing we're supposed to be peculiar we're supposed to be different but you going in the churches and you think you still in a club god said no i'm shutting that down and not even that he said the people in the church is as bad as the people outside of the church he said i gotta shut this down 
said, church people, y'all, y'all to me. Two to me. So in 1 Corinthians 6 and 12, Paul says, you are not your own. You were bought with at a price. We are not our own. We belong to the one who bought us. Jesus died on the cross to deal with the estranged relationship between God and humanity. You belong completely to God. And when you recognize who you belong to, when you recognize who you are and whose you are, then that should help you change your relationship with God. You don't belong to yourself no more. Meaning what? Meaning you just can't do what you want to do. Right. Your body is the temple. You are the church. The church ain't the building. The Bible says Jesus is coming back for the church. He ain't coming back for the pews. He ain't coming back for the pool pit. He coming back for you. You are the temple. You are his hands. You are his feet. You are his eyes. You are his ears. You are his lips. He's coming back for you. He bought you with a price. You can't just be going doing what you're doing. Meaning what? Meaning you can't just be getting high, getting drunk, getting your freak on, doing everything you want with your body. No, it's not your body no more. It's his body. Amen. Right. Amen. Can't just be jumping in the bed with anybody and rolling around and rolling over. No, it ain't your body no more. When you say, God, I serve you, then you've given everything over to him, and that's including your body. Yes. Yes. That's, that's why I say that's why brother brother Addis wears a fast. Because he said God told him to put this on. So, got to be careful. Your body don't belong to you anymore. We must begin to become spiritually conscious of this accomplished fact. You belong to him. You don't have to fight to get it. You don't have to pray to get it. You don't have to work to get it. We can only gratefully receive this incredible gift. And as a child of God, we are precious people in the sight of God, not only because we are his creation, but because we have been bought by a price. You've been bought. Yes. You've been bought. Yet yeah, not, not only are you in a marriage with God, God, just like Homer and, 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 and Jose and Homer, God went to go get you from the corner. You were being tricked out and pimped out and beat down and told out and ripped down by the world. And God went to come get you. Thank you, Jesus. So how dare you cheat on him? How dare you sneak out on him? How dare you make him your side piece? Right. Ephesians 2 and 10 informs us we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Meaning what? As children of God, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Meaning what? All y'all preachers. All y'all, we all prophets. That's what get on my nerve. Everybody talking about, I'm prophet John Smith. Negro, we all prophets. God give us everybody visions. Amen. We all preachers. Your life is a sermon. God goes, God sent you all. He sends you every He got Sister Comac yeah. at work to bring somebody to the kingdom. He got Maisha at work to preach to somebody about the kingdom. He runs at us into all type of people to bring them to the kingdom. Sister Pat runs into people to bring them to the kingdom. Miss Sharon got a new job to bring people to the kingdom. Uh, City Life is in Texas to bring people to the kingdom. My cousin Pat is going to bring people to the kingdom. You, your, your pulpit is when you walk out that door. We all are his. 
Mm. He's using everybody to bring people to the kingdom of God. You can't save souls, but you can win souls because you've been bought by a price. That was good, Pastor. Amen. See, your eyes are his. That's why, that's why, that's why when the Bible says God is there, God is everywhere. Yes, he is, because his people are everywhere. Yeah. You are his eyes. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not, Miss Sharon is. Where Miss Sharon ain't, Sister Pat is, where Sister Pat is, Sister Helen is, where Sister Helen is, my issue. So we see God's people everywhere. His eyes are everywhere. He can see it all. He sees who in need, because we we see who in need. And that's also too. When you when your sorry butt don't help people, when your sorry butt don't call for justice, then you are doing a disjustice to the kingdom of God. God put you there to say something. He put you there to feed that man. He put you there to pray for that woman. He put you there to call 911. And you don't do it. He taking note. Wow. Mm. Jesus. That's sorry. Can I do that? Right. That means you going along, you going along with the evil. Right. Mm-hmm. Holy sure Spirit not. put on your heart to help somebody. You see somebody getting bullied, getting dogged out. You going to walk past none of my business. Yes, it is because you are the eyes of God. Amen. Yes. Right. But if you're, if you're behind getting bullied, you going to want somebody to help you. And what goes around comes around. Mm, that's for sure so god has no hands no feet on earth but yours so the bible says in james 4 4 through 6 you adulterous people don't you know that a friendship with the world means enemy against god therefore anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of god or do you think the scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us but he gives us more grace. It is impossible to love two opposites. And when the world is my mistress, it damaged my relationship with God. Think about that. When the world's your mistress, it messes up your, your, your relationship with God may be messed up right now because you got a mistress in the wow. world. Right. A lot of y'all think, well, cause I don't go to church. No, it's cause how you living. Mm-hmm. Who you sleeping with? Who you hoeing around with? The world. That's going to mess your relationship up. Right. You know, just like your, just like when your woman know because you ain't hugging her and kissing her that you with somebody else, God knows the same thing. He said, you know what? Jamal ain't praying as much as he used to. He ain't talking to me as much as he used to. Who is he sleeping with? Got me. Jesus. See? So... When we cheat, the devil rejoices and God is saddened by our deceitful conduct. We are breaking our marriage vows with God. We are committing. See, you're not committing. You're not just committing adultery. You're committing spiritual adultery. Mm-hmm. That's what you committed. You see, and if I'm committing adultery against my wife, our marriage is going to crumble. My marriage is designed to be pure, having desires for only one person. When we cheat on God with anything, our relationship with God starts to crumble. Amen. Right. Your relationship with God is meant to be pure, only having designs for Him. That's why the Bible says, I need a little more Jesus. Feed me. Seek me. Amen. He said, I want you to be addicted for me. I want you to fiend for me. Nobody else. Right. So stop flirting. Who you been flirting around this week with? 
Jesus. <laughs> Who you been flirting with? You been flirting with somebody, not God. Stop flirting with some people. Help, help, help. Who you been blowing kisses at? Jesus. <laughs> Sister Pat made a good point last night. She said, Minister, Minister Jamal, when you preach, you always bring us back to God because I don't want you flirting with me. I'm going to send you back to the one who sent me up there to preach. That's him. All right now. I like I don't want to be, oh, Reverend, mighty job, awesome job, Reverend. Oh, what a word today. It wasn't for me. It was from my master. I'm just the hands and the feet and the eyes and the tongue that he decided to use. Amen. And yeah, if you read yeah. your Bible, Jesus mm -hmm. always sends the people back to God. When he heals everybody, he says, my father, my father, my father, my father, my father, because he didn't want them flirting with him. Amen. Wow. Which mm. is why I tell royalty ministries, Jesus and God are two different. Don't, 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 oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, no, 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 oh, God, oh, God. You call, mm -hmm. you call out his name, God's name. Jesus said, call, he said, if you call on my father in my name, oh, okay. God, in the name of Jesus. Right. See, a lot of prayers, we don't get answered, because we're talking about Jesus, help me here. Jesus, and Jesus said, I didn't tell you to come to me. I told you to go to my father in my name. Mm. that's a whole different thing God yeah. in Jesus name will you bless me stop flirting stop pouring out your heart and soul into relationships trying to fill a void when only God can fill that a lot of us wasting time trying to fill a void we got so many broken scarred wounded bruised people because they've been cheated on used and abused and they've been in the midst of horrible relationships they're trying to fill void with drugs trying to fill void with cheating and lying and ratchet and trifling way you trying to fill void of the world but the only way you can fill that void is through god right amen god is the only way they can fill that void and until yeah. you allow god to fill that void you are cheating on god wow we have a lot of women in in, in her there's a lot of folks see because remember this y'all the grass ain't always greener on the other oh. side sometimes there ain't no grass on the other side it's just dirt mm. You get there and say, what the heck? No, it, it ain't what you thought. It was. So you got to be careful when you get ready to go over that fence. You know, there's a lot of us, oh, I want a divorce. I want to do this. No, 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 no. You may think that's what you want, but when God lets you go over there and you realize Jesus. it's not what it was, you're going to take your boot. Oh, I wish I could go back to the other side. No, the wall is too high to climb. It's over. Wow. Be careful. Be wow. careful. Only, only God can fill that void. Right in, in your life. I, well, that's why I tell my beautiful queens, stop being so thirsty for these men. God, well, God is your man right now. He's the best man you ever had in your life. He always picks up the tip. He always opens the door. He's going to love you like you want to be loved and hold you mm. like want to be held but he will bring you that king in your life if you quit being so thirsty he said that's why the bible tells us all don't be anxious for nothing while you wait god fills that void come on now amen mm. oh i'm waiting amen. on a new car 
but I'm not going to be thirsty searching and looking and trying to find it and end up getting something that wasn't for me. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be still and know that he's God and let God fill that void. Yeah. He's a void filler. That's what God does. God fills voids in your life. He just fills voids. Amen. Yes, he's a void filler. He's not a Band-Aid filler because a Band-Aid falls off. No, God fills in that hole. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Come on. Let God fill in that void. Good word. Good word. Some of y'all have word. some issues with your children. Some of y'all have issues in your marriage, and it's upsetting. It's frustrating. No, let God fill that void. Let God take care of that. Stop cheating on God with all these different things. When you get on Facebook and you don't go to God first, you're cheating. When you go to mama instead of God first, you're cheating. When you go to God pastor instead of God first, you're cheating. Stop flirting with me and go to the king of kings, the lord of lords. Go to the way maker. Go with God Allah. Go to Jehovah yeah. and let him make a way. Let him fill that void. Let him deliver. Let him move. Because all I'm going to do Send you to God anyway. Please go to the one that can do all things right, but faith. Right. Amen. And so any preacher that sends any preacher that puts himself in front of God, you need to get Ooh. away from him. Right. He's trying Amen. to cause you to all preachers, anybody you sit in front of, if they don't point you to God while they're preaching, while they're praying, while they're talking, it's time to go. I'm right. not cheating. You can't heal me. They can't do nothing without his power. Right. Amen. Yes. So any preacher that's going around talking about me, 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 I, 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 no, that's not what you want to follow because that leads you to destruction because that's going to make your relationship with God crumble. In, whoever you Amen. listen to, he should always point you to the master. Go to Jesus. him. Amen. Go to him. That's why I do that. This is the path. Go to him. Go. I, I'm, what does what, she say? Take me to the king. I'm going to point you to the king. Go to him. Mm -hmm. Go to him. No. No, 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 no. Your relationship with God is very important. And so because your relationship with God is important, you need to break up with some gods in your life. Come on. Oh. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you got some breaking up to do this weekend. You got some breaking up to do. Yes, you do. Cause you, cause, cause, cause you didn't, you didn't make God four fifth uh, side piece on the list, and He said, "I, I, 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 I want to be number one." Right. And recognize that. And then we whine and complain. God, do you hear me? God, when you, He said, "I cannot bless you because you have messed up our marriage." Jesus. Wow. Jesus. That's why when you listen to the Bible. Why did he break up with the Israelites? He said, I'm done with y'all. New people, because all you want to do is cheat and sleep around and hold around. I'm going to find me someone else to love me. Thank you, God. They said, oh, we want to be like the rest of the world. We want a king. We want, and then guess what? That's how you know the grass ain't always greener. Because when they got a king, guess who they start crying out to? Oh, God, he made us a slave. Help us, Lord. Please, Lord. Free us, Lord. Be careful. Amen. Be oh. careful. So you might yeah. be blocking your own blessings because you remember the Bible says if you if you seek him, he will add all things unto you. So put God first and watch heaven rain down blessings on you. Mm. 
Yes, thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's why the Bible also tells us, pick up your cross daily. Part of picking up your cross is recognizing who you're flirting with. Mm. Hold on, I got to make sure I'm, I got to make sure I got God in front of me. I have to make sure mm-hmm. you got to, that's the, that's the battle daily. You got to remind yourself that daily mm-hmm. when you wake up daily and we got all, all these mm-hmm. awesome parents. Part mm-hmm. of the hardest part about parent is recognizing that you put parenting in front of God. When God gave you those kids mm-hmm. and God has helped you take care of those kids and God has helped you bless those kids. Why don't you give those kids back to God when it's time to give them to God? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all we can do. That's all you can do. They old, they crazy. You trained them. Like I said, I got a 16-year-old. I said, Jacoby, I love you, but I'm going to bring you to your real daddy. His name is God. Here he is, father. I'm Just like they would do those kids, they dropped them off at the fire station and drove off. That's what I did. God, here he is. Take him. I'm gone. Amen. 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 I'm out. Right. I know my mama get, oh, Jamal, he ain't grown. I said, no, he ain't grown. I know he ain't grown, but I know God can do a better job than I can. Here he is, Father. I leave him at your feet. I leave him at the cross. You do what only you can do. Amen. Right. You got some breaking up to do tonight. Get rid of the things that cripple. You know, you know the things that's crippling your relationship with God. You know. Yeah, we do. You know, all these freaks on the phone, these control freaks, uh-huh. you know, we I'll, all got a little freakiness in us, just depend on which one you want to be. All my control <laughs> freaks, that's crippling I'll, your relationship with God. Uh-huh. All my, all, all my people that like to worry and stress and have doubt, that's crippling your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Amen. You have some things you have to break up with. All my brothers and sisters, especially my people of color, we don't like to deal with our past. We don't like to deal with our our hurts and our bruises. Those things can cripple your relationship with God. Some of us have trust issues because we have not fixed it. We have not given God the things of our past. All my people that are still bitter and mad about what people have done to you, that's crippling your relationship with God. Right. Amen. All my stubborn people, hard-headed people. All my know-it-alls, all my narcissists, and all my sarcastic, that can cripple your relationship with God. Amen. Okay? So only the true God can fill the longings of our heart. Only God can completely satisfy. Stop looking at things of this world that can never satisfy you. Yes. Wow. It can never satisfy you. See, the only reason why you're going to cheat on your husband or cheat on your wife because you're looking for something to satisfy you that your wife or husband couldn't do. But that's your problem. You should have never put your wife and husband on that platform that can satisfy you. God was supposed to be in that chair. And if you would have had God in that chair, you would have already been satisfied and there's nothing to cheat on. Wow. Amen. That was good. Let that sink in. Was good. That's it again. No, no, no. See, see, yeah. No, I would never cheat on you because I should have already known you can't satisfy me. Only the one that created me can satisfy me. Just because I, I know you can't satisfy me don't mean I don't love you, but I know who to go to for satisfaction. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. Yes. No, you would never cheat. 
if you had God first, because you wouldn't be looking for satisfaction because you would already have it. Satisfaction only comes through him. Right. That's why that's why the Bible said the joy he gives, the world can't take away. The peace he gives passes all understanding. That's real mm. satisfaction, right? Yeah. Mm. That was good. Mm. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. A lot of us have our addiction problems. Well, we don't have our addiction problems because we were looking for satisfaction and something of this world instead of looking for satisfaction of something from the supernatural, which is God. Amen. God, that's all. So the Bible says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." Yeah, he, he he talking about not, you know, you shouldn't be cheating around. But the number one adultery he talking about is spiritual adultery. Why are you cheating on him? That's the right. one who woke you up, the one who kept you through the night, the one who brought you out the crack house, the one who got you out that bar, the one who kept you when you got in that car accident, the one who got you out of jail, the one who delivered you, the one who got you out of that abusive relationship, got you out of that situation where you were getting just taken advantage of, the one who kept gave you the strength when you were being raped and molested, the one who was there when no one else was there. He said, why are you cheating on me? Don't you hate getting cheated on when you gave somebody your all, when you gave them your everything? everything you just gave it all up to them and then to recognize that everything you gave wasn't enough because they still went out to get somebody else who they thought was better yes that's what god is saying he said not only did i give you my everything i gave you my only begotten son oh thank you jesus thank you i gave you my only son and i let them nail him to the cross thank you lord you. For you. Yes. Why are you cheating on me? Oh. Father, forgive us of our sins, knowingly and unknowingly. I think, I think after tonight, God, we're going to have a different look of things. Stop putting people on pedestals. Right. Stop doing that. I know I, you, you can be married and still have God number one in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you're actually helping your spouse and partner out because you are you're lowering your expectations of them see when you have ex- expectations leads to uh, brokenness you go <laughs> dissatisfaction because th- there's no one on this phone who can always reach your expectations all the time only god right. there's no one on this phone who will always satisfy you only god Amen. So if you want true satisfaction, if you want expect, that's why if you want expectations to always be uh, 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 manifested, then you need to work on your marriage with God. Because it's not just a relationship. It's a marriage. You're in a marriage with God. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. He did. Amen. (laughs) Said I do. And we all and we walk down the aisle with him one at a time. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want to get a divorce with you. There's a mansion with your name on it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. There's a mansion with your name on. He said, This is yours right here, baby. Mm-hmm. So, do we have any questions, comments, concerns? I really want to make sure you get this. You are in a marriage with God. This this commandment is not about is it no, does he want you sleeping with somebody else when you in a committed marriage with your husband or wife he brought you through? No. But, but the main thing to realize is you won't sleep with anyone else if you respect your marriage with God. Amen. See, you don't got to worry about cheating 
I don't got to worry about uh, 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 disrespecting first lady a certain way if I continue to work on my marriage with God because God will never let me do certain things to her because he's the one that brought me to her. Amen. He won't let me do it. He'll say, boy, <laughs> that's my daughter. Mm. So that's 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 all. You don't got to worry about it. If, if you work on your relationship with God, your marriage with God, everything else will fall into place. Everything else will fall into place. If you recognize you're in a marriage with him. You're not just in a fling with God. You're in a marriage with God. So stop flirting with everything that comes around that says it can make you happy or satisfy you. Because there's a lot of things that's coming around you that the devil has sent to try to break up your marriage with God. And in our real marriages, there's awesome, always some hot booty woman who wants to sit on your lap. Ooh, ooh, you, ooh, you such a big, strong man. That's what got, that's what got, uh, oh boy, uh, 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 in trouble all, all, all our men it, 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 there's always somebody that want to rub on our shoulders and rub on our arms and, and they think they can do a better job than the woman we got but no that's the devil and that's what the devil's trying to do with your marriage with god he's trying to whisper sweet nothings in your ear to try to break up your marriage but let the mm. devil know tonight i am satisfied where i am god supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory thank you jesus amen amen, amen. 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 All right. Any comments or questions or, or 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 whatever before we end this beautiful night? I hope we gave you something to chew on and think about. Well, I just want to say that well, when you gave us the uh, scripture, First Corinthians six and twelve, I went to it and I just started reading to the end. And as you were speaking, and this just, you know, I really didn't. Well, I knew that my body was a temple and and that we can't be like, you know, putting things in it, like from, you know, like cigarettes and drinking that we need to keep it pure and we need to eat right and not just overdo our bodies, just do bad things to it. And it says, this is out the NIV. Don't you know? that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a price at a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Just what you were saying. And I was like, wow. Well, you know, I never really thought about that. Well, I knew it, but but, but it never really stuck to me i it well it opened up my eyes now that you need to not do all these things that we do to our body because you know the older you get the more it breaks down and mm-hmm. it's like if you continue to do bad things to it it's gonna break down in an early age not when you get 60 70 80 years old well you know what i mean so we've got the it's like a treasure you know, we yeah. got to protect it and we got to cherish it. Oh, yeah. Because we only get one. Amen. And that's it. That's beautiful, Cisco, man. She said it's like a treasure. And, it is. and, yeah. and one day really we'll was. go through it. I have, He hasn't put on my heart to do, but I'm. we're going to go through the diet that God has. God gave us a diet of things to eat and not to eat. Jesus. He gave us a diet. There, there, there's a diet plan. Like I said, He hasn't told me to go through it with us yet, but we're going to go through the diet. He gives us a diet of what to eat. He he. The, the Bible is a, 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 a an instruction of life. 
mm-hmm. on how to live yeah. and live accordingly. Mm-hmm. You don't you if you tired of peace and frustration and all this nonsense that's going on, he said, open it up the Bible, just like you would open up the recipe to cook that peach cobbler. He said, open up the Bible and let me show you how to cook this. Jesus. Amen. Let me show you. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. No, thank you, Sister Comac. And that's why we have to study to show ourselves approved. Sister Comac went to go get that. She didn't take my word for it. Right. She went to go get that scripture. Mm-hmm. This young brother know what he's talking about. Yes. She probably heard a couple preachers say one scripture. She looked, this ain't in the book. What is he talking about? Yeah. It's in there. <laughs> feed feed yeah. yourself. It's in there. Anyone yeah. else this evening? I have um well first I want to apologize for that. Asking I was talking asking my daughter, I wasn't realized I was was unmuted. Um I um it's a couple of scriptures that I have been looking at over the years. You know, one is in First Timothy, I think it's five, about, you know, um I I notice a lot of women who unable to find a a, a mate would say, God is my husband. I don't need nobody. I just, God is my husband. But once someone comes along, then that God is my husband is no longer a statement anymore. Um, but in First, Tim- in First Timothy, it talked about how young widows, young women, young widows, when they become widows, want them to be remarried instead of saying, you know, God is my husband, because they're going to still have the desires of what a husband can offer them, you know? Um, and then women or widows of a, another age don't have to remarry, then they can, you know, pretty much stay, you know, go off and do God's will and God's work. So I was just wondering, um, is that what it meant? Because you fleshly, you're fleshly, you're spiritually married to the most high, but fleshly, when you say God is my husband, meaning that you're, you're making him your husband in a fleshly spirit, in this fleshly realm. Um, because once you say God is my husband and you find another man and that's no longer uh, applies, would that be adultery in in a fleshly way? Ooh, I have something to say on that. Um, please go ahead city life. Yeah. So, you know, and this leads right into what I was getting ready to say to the thing is, is that I was going to say, like, you might have had the devil in you when the, when, when you met your maker and the adultery got committed, you know, by the spouse, if we were looking at it in that aspect, right? And when you got the devil in you and you're not completely married to God, you don't allow yourself to meet up with anything that matches up to God, which would be even in the spirit of the person that you're looking to marry to begin with and that physical now, if that physical isn't dressed up in the spirit of God and you've met that person and your discernment was slightly off, you didn't have, you didn't look at the God in you, therefore you weren't able to see the God in the person that you were committing to. And now all this turbulence starts to happen. So you might have, you know, we are who we attract. And so in that aspect, marriage is is something that's there because you, you you're, you're fruitful, right? You um you bear child. You multiply. So that's something that comes along with the whole package. But if you don't meet God in the person that you're looking to meet with, then therefore you're not marrying God. You're you're separated from God. Amen. Amen. I like that. Um Miss Sharon. Oh, go ahead, sister Pat. I said that was good too. 
I, I mean, Senator, I would say, who? Um, are you, you, you are cheating on God when you are not seeking his wisdom or advice for anything you do. You are cheating on God. So say you do, say you did divorce that man. Did you? That's why the Bible says, lean not on thy own understanding, always acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That's why it's so, we cheat on God all the time when we make decisions without catching, getting his advice, without seeking mm -hmm. his knowledge, without seeking mm -hmm. his wisdom. So yes, yeah, okay, yeah, I did divorce that man, but was that God's will? Because part of cheating on God is doing your will over his will. And we do that all the time. When you took that job, when you quit that job, when you did this, when you did that, those that's cheating on God. Because when you got into a marriage with him, you said you will surrender to his will. You will let his will be done. Meaning what? Meaning when he tell me to forgive somebody, even though I don't want to do it, I do it because I'm doing his will. Yeah. So it's all, it's all about, I, I don't, I did not want to be a preacher. I want to go to law school, but it was his will. Let right. his will be done. See, so when you, no matter what the situation is, guys, when you do pick your will over God's will, you are committing adultery. Just Ooh. like if your husband used his check to go buy somebody else a diamond ring and didn't pay the black bill like he said he was, not only are you going to shoot him, but he just committed a touch. <laughs> <laughs> you, know you, ain't, you ain't never bought me nothing. And that's what we're doing. Here. That's what we're doing. Whenever you are, whenever you pick what you want to do over what God has placed on your heart to do, you are committing adultery. Oh. And the devil was saying, yes, got him again, got her again. So, yeah, you can you can get divorced or you can get in a new relationship and all that other stuff. But whose will is that? Is that your will or God's will? Are you saying, well, I want to be with him because he got them big shoulders and I love that six pack? Or are you saying, well, God is telling me I need to get out of this race relationship because he has something better for me? We have a lot of people leaving relationships that God have not ordained to leave. We got a lot of people staying in relationships that God is not saying to stay in. Well, I have, I've seen some, I've never seen a scripture where it talks about a woman divorcing. Like the scripture in Timothy was a widow. Um, but the women, um, but I, from what I understand, is it never talked about a man can divorce a woman if she commit adultery. Other than that, he cannot. If he divorces because he no longer wants her and remarried, then he commits adultery. And if she remarried, he causes her to commit adultery. So, um, but I never heard any read any scripture about the woman is allowed to divorce only the man. Yes, no, I, I've never read. I've never 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 read that scripture as well. Um, but a lot of those laws are no longer. You got to be careful with those laws. Mm -hmm. Got to be careful with those laws because some of those laws are not for the season and the time that we're in. That's why that's why he he tells us to follow these commandments, because these commandments keeps us in his will and in line with him. And that's why it's also important to y'all. 
to Sister Sharon's point, that's why you have to have an exclusive relationship with God. Because the church, you go to the wrong church, they're going to put you in awkward situations that God does not design you to be in, trying to hit you upside the head with laws that don't apply for your situation. And some laws, some of them was in the Old Testament. And once the New Testament came, right. those not in effect. Right. Those, those laws are not. Jesus, because Jesus not, Jesus has erased a lot of those things. Oh, he said that he didn't go to, to put away the law. He came to fulfill the law because people did. did not, people did not understand that God, you gave him these laws and it's so strict. We can't follow those. So when God came and walked this earth, he showed us how we can live like that right so but only thing that changed that we can ask for forgiveness before we couldn't ask for forgiveness so the only difference is between the laws is we could ask for forgiveness because he already mentioned divorce in the old testament because men were killing their wives to marry another one uh, to to marry yes. again to to marry okay? again yes, they were. They to were marry killing. again so um so it, that's when moses he told moses i mean um he did the law of divorce, you know, in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, he even said, the Most High even said that I didn't come to do away with the law in the Old Testament. He became the lamb to sacrifice. Before it was to cover the sin, this time it was for, was for forgiveness. Right, right. That's the only thing. I, I believe from my study and from my uh, uh, speak, uh, talking to mentors, when he meant to fulfill the law, I believe he was talking about the Ten Commandments. From what I from what I've studied, he 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 wasn't he he didn't come to erase these these Ten Commandments because these Ten Commandments still apply to us today. These Ten Commandments are still if we follow these commandments, we are following the will of God. These commandments help our relationship, and if you read them, these these are simple things that we should do all the time anyway. Right. We, I mean, these, these are so 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 some of those other laws that they had were some uh, from from what I study are, are no longer um, applicable mm -hmm. to today. But the law he was talking about was the law of Moses, which is these commandments that were in the temples that we were, uh, you know, that they were supposed to be followed. Mm. But even in the New Testament, it doesn't talk about women. Um, divorcing. It talks about even the men divorcing the wives. It cannot divorce a wife unless they commit adultery. Um, even in the Timothy, it didn't say young women marry. It talks about widows. Yes, yes. No, it, 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 it talks about it, it. It talks about widows and in and in, in that situation. Like I said, when it comes to the because divorce is a very a uh, 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 sticky thing in the Bible in the church. They like to not you well. Know, you can't divorce because you have uh, committed sin. What I've told folks that I've counseled is, if God has placed something on your heart to do it, you would be committing sin not to do it. If He told you to get out of this relationship, then that's what you need to do. And because 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 the Bible, He the Bible said God will not. Uh, uh, contradict himself. 
So if he's if he tells you to get out of this relationship and 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 you worried about if he gonna forgive you, that's not the God we serve. There's there's a lot of things in the Bible that's no longer applicable applicable to us in this time because a lot of those there's a lot of laws in there that we no longer that don't even match what we're going through because it was just for that season and that time. I believe there's a, when it comes to divorce, there's some things that God. Uh, 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 I don't think God has an issue with that. Again, to me, if you go to God and ask for his wisdom and guidance, you don't have to worry about what law you breaking anyway, because you're seeking him. Because to me, you can never go wrong if you say, Father, is this your will? And then to his point, my sheep shall know my voice. If you want to hear his, he's going to say yes or no. Stay, go, no, yes. And then there's a lot of relationships we got in before we even got a relationship with God. That's true. So you got to be careful with that because God and, and the Bible also tells us what? Don't be unequally yoked. Right. You have to be careful. You can't, you, can be you can't just be in it. You come equally later. <laughs> or, or they might not, Miss Sharon, because yeah, a not. lot of times <laughs> yeah. we with the devil. A lot of us sleeping mm -hmm. with the devil. A lot of people don't change. And, 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 and don't yeah. forget, y'all, there's a lot of folks who have not been ordained by God to be delivered. God says, I know all my people, my people in my hands. I know that the number of hairs in their head. I know there's a lot of folks who have not been chosen. There's, God knows his people. He knows the sheep from the goats. There's a lot of people who will not change. You got family members and friends who will remain the same. I hate to tell you who will remain the same. Right. They will, their spirit will not change because, because they, they change. That could be worse. They could change for the worse. Okay. 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 They could be worse. <laughs> they could be worse. So we, uh, I'll tell y'all this, what I, what I would say, what Mr. Jabal would say is I don't believe that God does not want us divorced. I believe what God wants us to do is seek his knowledge for everything. Brother mm -hmm. Addis seeks God's knowledge for food. Before I go to a restaurant, I ask God. Before I use a toothpaste, I ask God. Before I, before I put on clothes on Sunday, is this what you want me to wear? Amen. If you seek him for everything, you can never go wrong. You can never fall out of favor. You always be in his. Yes, just, just seek God. Seek, seek him for it, whatever it is. I, I know because the church has, has put a lot of different rules and regulations and God's rules and legislations were never meant to exhaust you, make you feel bad. God is not a God of guilt. No, not, not a God of guilt. So just seek God for everything. Father, what would you have me do? So I, I think you'll be, okay. be okay. So, woo-wee! You can also look online for uh, Bible verses about adultery, too. You can do that as well. I'm actually, I just came to the computer. I just happened to move out from to the net. And when you started talking about adultery, there's several verses. Um, Hebrews 13, 4, it says marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. And Matthew 19, 9 says, and I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immortality and marries another, <laughs> and whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. And there are several, Luke 16, 18, Romans 7, 2 and verse 2 and 3, James 1, 14 and 15. So you can just look up things, you know, 
a lot of times I look up things that I don't know and, you know, and I just, whatever it is I want to know, it usually, I can go online and then it'll tell me where it is in the Bible. So you can just look, you know, if you got a concordance with your Bible, there's numerous, you know, verses about it. Amen, cuz. Ah, yes, yes. Amen. Yes, look it up. Uh, yeah, that's do, what I'm saying. It's about it the woman. It's not about the man. It's the man divorcing the woman. There was never all those scriptures. It never says about the woman is allowed to divorce the man. No, you know, it never talks about that. It talks about the men divorcing the women, but the man divorces the woman. Uh, if she had not committed adultery, it's you know, it's it, that's on him. He still has to take care of that woman. He still has to, because no one else can marry her. Can't marry her, you know, regardless. Now, if she commit adultery, then, you know, then it's not, it's out of his hands because he's allowed to divorce her for that, you know. But it's well, never the woman's allowed to divorce the man for adultery. It never doesn't say that. Well, this Hebrews 13 and 4 didn't say anything about a man or woman. It said marriage is honorable among all and mm -hmm. all men filed, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. So, and, and I'm looking at it, it says there's 38 Bible verses about adultery. I don't, I haven't gone through all that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Read it for ourselves, you know, because yes. everybody has a different interpretation sometimes. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, no, definitely. You know, definitely. That's, and that's, that's why it's it's also good to read the scriptures in its full context, y'all. Read the read read the whole the whole chapter because there's there's different details in the rest of the chapter that will right. help paint the picture of what that scripture is trying to say. But there's a lot of times we get into scriptures, we read that one scripture and then miss the whole story, and we've taken it out of context. So we make sure, make sure we read, read the whole. Make sure we read the whole thing and see mm -hmm. how it applies uh, uh, biblically. But like I said, I believe in this time and age that we are in, I believe God is 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 cool with us doing certain things that he did not allow them to do back in the day. But I know the commandments, the laws he wants us to follow are these 10 that we're going through right now. And the adultery that he does, that he really gets upset with, is the one that we commit against yes, him. Because we have found other things to try to satisfy us. So, Amen. Uh, thank y'all. We, uh, Alana, go ahead and read the eighth commandment.